What is going on, beautiful people? Today's interview is going to be a podcast episode with Eusebi Flow. I'm so excited to have this guy on, and I'm very privileged to call him a friend. He is one of Dubstep and Rhythm's most up-and-coming DJs right now. He's absolutely slaughtering it. In my opinion, he's already a top three Rhythm DJ. So people know him for his very like aggressive music and mixing style, both from a production side as well as his DJing. Um, it's some of the most crazy shit you've ever seen in your life. Like he, what he is very much known for is his quad drop videos, for example. And then obviously his mixes where he takes a bunch of quad drops and puts them all into an hour long mix called the Headbangers Only Mix series. And uh, you're basically just getting fucked for an hour straight. So <laughs> it's really fun if you're into that kind of music. It would be probably a nightmare if you weren't. <laughs> Yes, if you don't know what a quad drop is, it's when you play four different songs all at the same time on a mixer. And it's insane. He is one of the masters at this and uh, it's partially why he is blowing up so much right now. Now, most people know him for his musical skill, but what I think he doesn't get enough rec recognition for is how much of an incredible soul this man is. He is such a sweetheart. He is so genuine. He is so caring. He is so respectful. I love, 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 love who this man shows up as, as a human and as a soul, much, much more even than what I appreciate from him musically. So I, I, we get into that more. And uh, man, I'm just amped. I'm amped to have this incredible human on this podcast today. First and foremost, human. And uh, by the way, we talk about all types of things throughout this. It's just a nice long form jam session. Um, and we talk about the process of how to make incredible quad drops, as well as what he's doing to make them even better going forward. Um, we talk about how he handles disrespect if it comes up. We talk about being respectful to other people. We talk about why he's such a good human being, how he's balancing production, DJing, and a job all at once who inspires him the most in both production and the DJing, as well as him becoming friends slowly but surely with all of his inspirations and what that's like. We chat about his thoughts on talent versus skill. Um, we cover our shared teenage passion of YouTube gaming and trickshotting and also how he applies things he learned from a decade ago to make his processes for social media and other stuff easier and better in the current time. We cover gathering attention, uh, social media growth hacking, the origins of his love of music, as well as the origins of raving and DJing, what he's sacrificed to pursue his current goals, what those goals are going forward, or at least some of them, and uh, just a ton more. If you're a big fan of Eusebi Flow, I think you'll really appreciate this because I try to uncover as much as possible that's not talked about beyond the music because there's a lot of, there's a big focus on his social media about the music, but I wanted to uncover who he is and why he is the way he is, as well as like some of his processes behind his work. Quick housekeeping, by the way, my video failed. I apologize. So you're just going to see um, his video as well as the audio between us. Uh, yeah, I fucked up. It is what it is. <laughs> and if you're watching this and enjoying this, I would love if you could press the like button below. It helps me support the channel and subscribe if you haven't already to get more long form optimism based content as well as comment below what your biggest takeaway is or your favorite parts or whatever speaking to you as this interview goes on. Appreciate that tons. 
P.S. If audio is more convenient for you, be sure to search this title and or just Josh Moxie, you save you flow on a podcast app of your choice. And this audio interview will definitely be there as well. With that being said, I hope you enjoy this long form podcast with none other than you say be flow. Daniel, you say be flow. Welcome yeah. to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me. No problem. How are you today? I'm good. A bit tired because I finished work earlier, but we here. We're here. We, we here. Let's go. <laughs> um, I, actually, do you want to jump right into that? And you are working at Good Life currently, right? Yeah. And you are a, what are you at Good Life? So I'm a, what we call, what they call a motivator. So basically I work at the front. I do the front desk stuff, but because of this whole COVID thing, um, it's now split into like three different roles. So my main role is a greeter. So I'm like the guy at the front that's checking everyone in and all that. Beautiful. I, uh, yeah, shout out Good Life and those people especially because like, yeah. They are super kind when we're walking in and stuff like that. Yeah. But do you, how are you finding this ability to balance the many things going on at once right now? So for you, you've got good life and you've got producing and you've got mixing. Yeah. What is that like for you? And how are you doing that? So like for me, it's like my main passion, like out of both DJing and production is um, definitely DJing for sure. Um but I realized that if I want to take it to the next level, I got to produce, I got to make my own tunes, right? Like, and make my own original tracks. And that's what I started doing, um, you know, with like Miles and things like that, like that whole Quadrant EP. Um, everyone seemed to love it. So I'm kind of, I'm not like one of those producers that's sitting on like 80 like IDs or whatever, like, you know, like sitting on so many like works and progresses that, you know, may not get released. but because for me, it's like when it comes to making a track, it's I, I want to finish that track. Like I can't like jump from one to another. But OK, that was kind of off topic. But <laughs> no, 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 it's an important yeah. point. I, I was actually going to go further on that track if, yeah. you're, if you're down to go with that. Like yeah, what yeah. do you do you struggle to start something and not finish it? Yeah, like sometimes like for me, when it comes to producing, I have to be in a certain headspace. Um, like I don't like to force myself, especially when it comes to producing, not like even DJing as well. Um, but yeah, like some days, like I would go maybe one or two hours in the studio, like on FL studio or whatever. And then I don't go back on it for like a month. Like, mm. it's, yeah, it's very like off and on. Um, I do love it, but it's not like my top thing. But I'm starting to love it each and every single time that I'm going back to the, you know, to the program. So it's a work in progress, I feel like. But yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So it, out of out of the two, DJing is definitely your favorite. Oh, for sure. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Where did uh, where did the the love of that or originate? Whether that's your actually, let's go back actually all the way. Yeah. Where did your true love of music come from? Did you grow up with music a lot? What was so, your? Yeah, like what I recall is like, I don't like, cause I was basically, I was listening to music, but I never really had like one specific genre. Um, when I got into uh, like the whole call of duty scene and things like that. And like, <laughs> you know what I, yeah, see, cause he knows. Yeah. And I, uh, let me just quickly give some context to people that are watching. <laughs> you save you flow. And I were both part of what's called like the trick shotting community. We were, we were both doing gaming, but at not just like a, 
we loved gaming and we took it to the next level and did YouTube for yeah. gaming. And uh, it's yeah. funny because you told me that you were part of TGN and like mm -hmm. I was hovering around those types of teams as well. And I like knew that you were a part of, uh, you, you told me text and I understand yeah. X clan as well. Like, so shout out, shout out to all those teams back in the day. Um, but yeah, so did, bro, even back then you had the gamer tag, like the dubstep mix. What the fuck? Yeah, I did. Yeah. That, that, yeah. <laughs> It's crazy how it went full circle like that, but yeah, it was funny. I was just like, yeah, because back in the day, if you had a name like that was that like quote unquote like clean looking, OG, then, yeah, OG, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I forget the terminology, like, <laughs> but that was like back in the day. That was like a hot name. Like I got like friend requests on friend requests for having a name like that. Like it was crazy. That's hilarious. So yeah. wait, at the time, and sorry, let me go back to you said. You're, let's, I derailed us for a second. We were going to go and talk about the original part of where your music love came from. Yeah. So with, you said, sorry, go. Yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, so basically, yeah, like I never had any specific like genre that I really liked. Like I was kind of, you know, hip hop, rap, um, pop, uh, anything along that line. Um, but then, like I said, when I got into like the whole trick shotting scene and things like that, um, I got introduced to like uh, people like, like the like logic um people like moosh and twist for people that have you know been in that scene know those like underground rappers that would be in those like trick shotting kill feed episodes absolutely um, yeah like moosh and twist um logic hoodie allen like people like that i really started getting into like rap and hip-hop and even to that like even now like 10 plus years later i still listen to like old school logic like it just brings back so many memories um but yeah that's where it originally started and then i kind of drifted off like when i went into high school i met a few friends that i still know today that brought me to my first like rave like concert whatever how old were you at the time like what oh, grade oh i was grade 10 grade 11 something like that i think i, I think it was like 2016 maybe 2015 shout out yeah. So what what was your first event? My first event I think was Veld uh 2014, I think. Classic. This is the one with like Dead Mouse, right? And I think Cascade so. with that. Yeah. I don't okay. even really remember it to be honest, but like Okay. Yeah, like it, the one Yeah, what sorry you were going to say something. I was just going to say do you what is your memory like? Do you have a good memory or decent memory? Like what's it like? Not really. I just remember like you know, like any rave, there was a lot of people. I just remember the loud music. Like there wasn't really anything special about it, but it was my first event, like my first like smaller event. It was um, Mount Woozy 2015 with dubs and like DJ Carnage and Timmy Trumpet and all these people that I really like fell in love with like the whole like just production side of things like the pyro and the, and the LED and things like that and like being that center of attention, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, kind of just stemmed off from there. But So yeah. when you were at this event, you said the center of attention. Did you want to be the center of attention in that aspect? Yeah, because, like, ever since I was younger, like, I've always been, like, even now I'm still, like, introverted and very, like, not around a lot of people. So I felt like it was very empowering, and it still is, you know what I mean, to be that person that's controlling all these people's bodies, like, with just, you know, mixing. And that's stuff a like very that. cool way of looking at that. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty cool. 
That's awesome. So wait, um, back in the day, were you, were you, like you said, you were more introverted, introverted in nature. Um, were you like a shy kid? Like, what were you like as a, as a kid? I was a very shy kid. Um, I didn't really do too well in school. I did all right in school, but like just my mentality was just trying to impress like girls back then. And I was just like, that was the only thing on my mind. But then sometimes <laughs> it would go to school, but most of the time it'd be like just women and well, girls at that time. And it was like, I don't know. It was so funny, but yeah, that's how I, that's how I was. And I still am like that, to be honest. Mm. But, yeah, I yeah. appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like we, we might like change the way we do that in a certain way. So the, how, how we like will be motivated by girls changes, but it's still like, it's a very innate thing that we can't really just get rid of. Yeah. Like it's very, I, for me personally, very motivated by, uh, by women. So I a hundred percent get that. Um, so the music side after, after you went to your first rave, you were like, Oh my God, this is so cool. I can do all these types of things that I hadn't been able to do before in terms of I could control a crowd. I could entertain all these people. Yeah. What's, what led you, what was your first moment of like, wait, wait, I actually like, I'm going to take this DJ thing and potentially go somewhere with it. What were the steps that led to that? Yeah. Like for me, it was after that dub show, it kind of just like slowly built up to me buying my first like system. Um, I don't know what it was, man. Like, it was just like, it was one of those things that was just like unexpected. And I didn't even really notice it till like I bought my first machine. But then it was like, not until like maybe three, four years ago when I started uploading like mixes on YouTube. And then like my first video, my first mix ever has like, when it first hit like a hundred views, like I was like, oh shit. You know what I mean? Like, and then I was like, yeah, I got to keep doing this. I got to keep doing this. And then the views just kept going up. I was like, bro, this is crazy. Like, I don't know. It's a weird experience, but it's, it's a good weird. It's a good weird. Mm. You know? And you, we were actually, before you, before we were talking, um, we decided to quickly just do some sound tests and all that type of jazz. And you said it was only in the last like year or so that you started really like going, going hard on the dubstep. Yeah. Talk more about that. Yeah. Like, well, funny enough, like I was, I think I got introduced. I think the first song was actually introduced to me by my ex, funny enough. <laughs> and then like that from there, like, cause I remember it was nighttime and I think she showed me like, I think it was an excision song. I forget what excision song it was. But after that, like I always knew about dubstep, obviously like old school Skrillex and things like that, of course. Right. Like, Absolutely. Especially with the Call of Duty community. We love Oh yeah, of course. Oh like yeah. I, like, I, oh god. Back like uh, rock and roll, for example, is like my favorite OG yeah. scroll oh, track. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. But, but it's like yeah, it kind of just stemmed off from there, and then it kind of spiraled into what I am today. <laughs> it's it's uh yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> and that's a phrase you also love a lot. Life is crazy, right? Life is crazy. It, Where in mysterious ways. Yeah, and that was that was the other thing I had written down here. Life works in in mysterious ways, and life is crazy. Yeah. Where, at what point did you de- decide that this is like a big big truth for you? Because I hear you say it very very frequently. It's a very yeah. like part of who you are type of thing. So what what does that mean to you? Those those phrases. Life is crazy. It's just like it's a bundle of like just a bunch of emotions. Like especially like when I upload like a mix to YouTube or 
like the quad drop things that I always upload. And then I see like all these numbers and like all these big DJs, like just retweeting it or commenting on it. Like yesterday I had like Squinto like retweet my most recent like quad drop video that I posted. And then that led to cod dubs following me on Twitter. And then he commented on it and like, it's like, and then the one before that, like I had company, uh, retweeted as well. And then that led to like proto hype saying that he absolutely hates DJ videos, but this one actually got him hype. So it's just like a collection of all these moments and like all the messages that I get from my supporters, like daily saying like, I'm their inspiration and stuff like that. It's like, I don't know, man. Like I just, I dreamed about this like for years and then for it to actually happen, it's just, it's so, that's why I say life is crazy. Cause it's like, I don't know. It's just a combination of everything that I'm feeling at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot, but it's good though. I like it. That's gangster. Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm really happy for you and watching all the progress is just, it's so, it's so beautiful to watch it unfold. Thanks like, man. I, I love it so much. Um, okay. So there was one thing I wanted to touch on in there. Um, growth hacking. You are, I think you're like a very subtle and underrated growth hacker. Like your, your climb is very like consistent. And with every video you put out, you're growing just a little bit more. Like what is your strategy behind the way you're treating your social media across yeah. all the channels right now? Cause there's a lot more that's going on that people are paying attention to. Yeah. I think at least. Yeah. Um, so the way that I do it is like a lot of people ask me, is it like a secret sauce or like a secret recipe or something that I do, but it's really just like the way that I do it is just, I use a lot like for Instagram, I use hashtags. Like I use a lot of hashtags and that's what led to Riot 10 noticing me. Um, that's what led him to, that was like the first big moment where like a big artist, like of that, like size messaged me or he didn't message me, he commented on my Instagram video because of the hashtag that I put. Um, and also it's like just timing. Like when I upload things, I don't like to upload like in the morning cause you know, everyone's at work or whatever doing their thing. But my main time is like some, a time like this, like four o'clock, three thirty. you know, people are just coming home, stuff like that. And just scrolling through their phone. Um, and my videos, um, yeah, like the short ones, I feel like obviously nowadays, you know, teenagers and, you know, twenties and thirties, their attention spans like, like this. Right. So to have something quick and simple like that with the effects that I do and lately my visuals as well to add on to it is I feel like what people love and like, that's why I've been kind of straying to more swaying towards the rhythm side, because I know rhythm gets a lot of people hyped and just like the delayed drops and then oh yeah it's just a combination of everything um but yeah those are my my hacks quote unquote I like it so with with a, a quad drop for example can you take us through what your process is from start to finish with that like yeah. how do you select the songs to all the way to i am posting this right now so the way i like to do it is let's say a song comes out let's say it's like or like a song that I've had in the past that I've heard, I always like to base my quad drops off of one like main tune and one tune that I can base it off of that I'll play throughout the whole like one minute video that I post. Um, 
And then usually I like to find a double for that. Let's say I find a solid double. Um, like the one that I told you, I think it was Portal by Murata with uh, Labyrinth by Akios. Absolutely, yep. Because you could tell, like, if you hear those two songs together, like, or even just separated, their flow is the exact same. So if you put them together and just take off the bass off of one of them and you play that shit live, it would go off. Like, no matter what, because both are very popular tracks by very popular artists. And you play that, it would go off. And, like, once I find a double, then I'm like, okay, let me try and find a triple for this. Let me try and find a tune that maybe doubles with one of the first two that I found and then branch off from there, find a quad. And then maybe if it sounds good enough, or maybe if it doesn't sound good enough, sorry, then I'll find a fifth tune and then a sixth one. And then, yeah, I feel, I feel like, I don't know how Squanto does his mega chop stuff, but I'm sure it's probably the same, the same sort of um, strategy, but I could be wrong, but that's just my way of doing things. Mm. Okay. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Are you, so what I'm hearing is you're going off of very much structure of the song. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, do you pay attention to pitch at the same time? Like where, where's your head over that? Well, at the beginning, when I started doing these kind of quad drop videos, I didn't really look at like the keys or the pitches or anything like that. But recently, like if I see a track that's in C minor, then I'm, I'm going to be looking for another C minor. But like, let's say Welcome Tune by Versa is C minor. I think, or C, something like that. But it goes really well with Duel by Akios and Jube. And Duel is, I think, E, E sharp, I think. So they're like, they're two different, like, I'm not, I I haven't really looked into like that whole, that chart that has all like the key or the pitches on it. I don't know if you've seen it, but like a lot of people. So what does this look like? I'm not familiar. Oh, I don't, I, it's like, it's like a circle graph that has like, each like pitch on it or each um whatever it's called like each letter and what goes well with what kind of thing um but i never really got into that till like a week ago when like one of my producer friends showed me but yeah like because usually the way that i do it is i go in virtual dj and i just if the key matches and i'm like oh okay then it matches (laughs) but if it's like completely two different things and it works i'm just like okay that's fine (laughs) So, I think that's I think that's a very important thing because I feel like a lot of people get very stuck on the keys. Yeah. Even if there's a double that could work, that's quite a quote unquote out of key, but it sounds right to the ear. Yeah, like if it if it sounds good, it doesn't have to be in the same key. Like it definitely helps. Like because sometimes it, if a if a song is doubled and they're in the same key, they're gonna sound the exact. Like they're just gonna sound like on point together. But sometimes you'll get the odd occasion where they're not the same key. So like it's really dependent on how well it sounds and how good you think it sounds. Mm. Yeah. And in your mixes, how are you choosing to structure? Because there's so much going on in a quad. Mm. How are you choosing to line up those quads back to back or where are you placing the quads in a mix versus the solos? Like how, how do you like to structure that in your own mixes? So for those quad drops, I like to, let's say I would have, two songs playing like 16 bars before the drop and then kind of line those up, beat match them. And then I would maybe, um, let's say there's like a a voice, a vocal sample in the middle of the buildup. 
then I would chop it to where it would be, right? And then chop the other track out and have the vocal sample play and then come back up. It's, I feel like it's those little things in the song where you chop them at the right point and chop it back up right on the kick and it sounds like clean is like, it's the little things that make a big difference, I feel like. Um, you definitely thrive there. That is like one of my favorite part of your mixes because if you know all the songs, it's like, I'm even getting chills just thinking about it because like, know, right? When you when you chop in the right way, you like hit so many samples, and yeah. it I honestly just melts. And obviously, you've se you've seen the, the reaction video. That's what I do. I just like, melt to your type like, of mixes. Like like when it people don't even know. Like when I film those videos, like it takes me like probably sometimes it takes me over ten times to do it. Sometimes it takes me like first try. Like it really it really depends on how intricate that song is because like if you're in the middle of a quad drop and then you miss like a delay drop in the middle of the song then i'm like ah no i gotta start over like <laughs> the mm. littlest mistakes like if it, if the kick doesn't sound like if it's not beat matched properly like even in the slightest i just i restart because it's like i want it to be perfect you know what i mean 100 percent. yeah how how do you balance perfection versus progress because a lot of people can get hung up on not making any mistakes and you just said like if you if you make uh you if you make a mistake you'll restart do you also does that also affect you in any way are you very like persistent with when you stick to something you just keep going until you get it right like where's where's your head at for that what do you mean what do you mean i'm not understanding <laughs> the, okay so let's start let's break this down into two parts yeah, yeah perfection perfection first so a lot of people can get stuck on perfection and never get started and or just let it cripple them and they don't complete things. Yeah. Versus you said you want it to be perfect. Are you yeah. truly focused on it being perfect or are you trying to make a very, very high quality? To be honest, I try to balance the two. Um, like, let's say I've had a few quad drops in the past that haven't, that weren't like the cleanest in terms of like beat matching, but the song choice was like on point. So it's like, even if I did upload it, it just kind of, it's like a lesson and experience for future ones um, where I'll be like, okay, I made this mistake in the last one. Then like, you know, I'll make sure this time that it's on point and actually it sounds better. Um, like I've had a few quad drops that I wish I didn't upload, <laughs> but mm. did like really well. But it's like, and then I have some that are, that I think and some of my friends think that are just like my best quad drop ever or whatever the case may be. And it doesn't get as much numbers. So honestly, it's like, I care about numbers, but then not really, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. Like, yeah, for sure. But I think that's also a testament to how quality is damn subjective. Something yeah. that you think could be your best might yeah. be what someone just thinks is the complete opposite and vice versa. Yeah. So yeah. That's, I feel like that's, it's an interesting point. Um, yeah. For the perseverance, when you're making a mistake in, in, a, in a quad drop video, for example, or even in a mix, like how do you bounce back and how do you keep going without it negatively affecting you? In your mood, in your mindset, what have you? Yeah. Well, I mean, like let's say if I upload a quad drop that's not the best and I notice it, it's it's like the messages that i get like i said before like the messages that i get daily of people just telling me like i'm their inspiration and they base their entire like track list and the way their style just off of how i do it 
it kind of puts it in the dust in a way and kind of puts it behind me and it allows me to do better for the next one without having that you know burden of the last one not being that good mm. um and then i make it sometimes like twice as better so yeah that's cool yeah, yeah. so like as for your fans man you i don't know if people like i'll just speak for myself bro you are like the real deal like you actually give so much of a fuck it's beautiful you are one of the most caring humans i have ever met it, it's incredible how how genuine you are and how much of a good soul you are like were you always like this was this something you developed where where did this come from i've always been like this like ever since i was a kid like my parents taught me like just you know be respectful and just be you know do good on to people that do good to you, you know, or whatever the saying is. Um, but yeah, I just felt like ever since I was started this thing, I was like, you know what, no matter like how big I get or whatever the case may be is always be humble and always be like true to yourself and never lose your head over, you know, the numbers or, you know, ego or anything like that, because, you know, it's just like, there's too much of that in this community. And like, there just has to be a lot more positivity and like you know just people that'll bring up others you know with you you know kind of thing absolutely yeah so did, was there something that your parents did you said it was very like very parents based was there something yeah. that they did when they were raising you to like did they plant a belief a seed where in addition to you always have to be like humble in nature and and do the right thing it sounds like you're also alluding to all that type of stuff but was yeah. there was there any more beliefs beyond that that they that they planted in your mind? Not really. Like it was just like, you know, not basic parenting, but it's just like, you know, you teach your kids respect and teach them, you know, how to, you know, respect others, especially. Like that's number one is what I was taught. It's just respect. Um, and just being nice to other people and, you know, being as positive as you can, even through like the worst times. Um and yeah. Yeah, it all just comes back to respect for me. That's mm. number one, number one in my books for sure. So that's your number one credo above all? Like if you were, yeah. and actually how, here's a good question. When you are being disrespected, how do you handle that? I just, sometimes I laugh. <laughs> sometimes I, you know, I, just, I most of the time just shrug it off. I don't even like really care about it. I try not to care about it, get it like, you know, mixed up in my head and, try not to let it affect what I do. Um, but, you know, sometimes it slips through the cracks and might affect me a little bit. But, you know. You're human. You're human. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> and then I just let it be and I just go ahead and do my own thing. Mm. You know? So, yeah, it affects me. Not going to lie, haters. I know sometimes it, it gets to be sometimes. But <laughs> all in all, I just, you know, keep my head forward and stay focused is the main mm. thing. Yeah. So when you're in a situation like that and, and you need to stay focused and, and put your head down, quote unquote, um, do you, do you use work? Do you use this type of thing as a, an escape? Do you like, how do you respond in those types of situations? If you're, if something is like fucking with you, are you going to call someone up? Or are you going to put your head down and just go right to work? How do you bounce back from a situation like that? Sometimes it's, yeah. Like if it does affect me, if there is a point where it does affect me, I kind of either just, you know, get back to DJ. Sometimes I just DJ like by myself. Sometimes I just DJ like tech house 
you know, just for an hour, just, <laughs> just because not even recorded, no filming, nothing, just, you mm. know, cause I've always loved tech house. So that kind of calms me or I just, you know, cause it's usually where I do all my things music wise is like in my basement. So I kind of just leave it for a couple hours, go upstairs and see family and things like that always helps too. Mm. Yeah. Are you close with your, your parents? Oh yeah. Very close. Yeah. Very, very Has close. It, have you always been good with them? Oh yeah. Yeah. Ever since day one. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. they've always been like very supportive of the DJing and the production. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, how did that go? What was the, what's uh, what was the day when they flipped over quote unquote, if, if that was the case, they never like flipped over about it. It's kind of just like a in progress thing. Cause like once, you know, if only this virus wasn't a thing and I was actually getting bookings. You right. Know, Cause you, you had, and you, before this all went down, you had your first headline show at the end of March, right? Yeah. I was supposed to have it at a new club in Toronto, but of course that didn't work out because, you know, then bars started closing and things like that, unfortunately. And it just never happened because then six months of quarantine. <laughs> does it feel like six months? It does not feel like it. To it me. doesn't like, May and June, even July, like just went by, like, just like that for me. Very fast for me as well. It's very, yeah. it's, it's hilarious. I think that we're already in September, yeah. September 4th, as we record this right now. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Um, so going back to, what do you say? I said, what a waste of a year. And yet I feel like you also made a good use of your time throughout quarantine. Like you yeah. fucking, you put on a clinic with the, virtual shows bro like, <laughs> like you're had, you're going to town i know like i have a live stream like for headbangers chili like as i'm recording this i have one next week um and i have like three or four or five more live streams that i gotta film still and things like that that are coming up that are huge um that are with Grimefest. if anyone knows Grimefest, uh they're in texas i believe i might be getting that wrong but yeah, they host shows out in Texas and they have, I'm on a few of their live streams. So mm. can't say anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you prioritize? Cause you've got a lot going on at once. And even going back to the balancing, like what is your, what is your priority prioritization like for all of these different things going on at once? So that's like multiple songs in the works because I think how many whips do you have currently? Like three? one okay so i have the attitude one that i that i quote unquote just kind of teased out to everyone um i have the most recent one uh that i put out i have about i have a few collabs so i have about like five or six i have like maybe half of those that i haven't shown to the public yet mm. uh yeah <laughs> that's all i have in the in the tank right now that i haven't shown anyone and, yet okay and for those sets of projects, as well as like the, you've got two or three shows the next week or so, right? About that, yeah. How do you choose to prioritize all these different things at once? Well, lately I've been kind of procrastinating them a little bit because like I've worked five days a week now. I work at, I work at Good Life, as we said. Uh, and like as soon as I get home, I'm just tired. Like I just don't want to do anything. But I kind of have to force myself to, you know, record these sets. Cause it's a, it's a long process. I gotta, I gotta make the track list. I gotta film it. I gotta mm. edit in my, well, recently, cause I just got this green screen. Um, okay. So, yeah. I was curious. I wanted to see like, what, what is the setup currently yeah. for that? Yeah. Here, I'm going to show you. Hold on. Sounds good. 
I'm going to try to, okay. That's, I don't know if you can oh, see. Oh, sweet. Right yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't even know the front was a green screen as well. Yeah. So that's a green screen. There are two shades of green. So I kind of just show the back one. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's my setup <laughs> for anyone wondering. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a whole process. Like I have to, I have to make the track list. I have to film it. I have to edit in the visuals to match like the way that the song comes in. Then I got to render it. And that takes like seven hours alone for the one minute video. No, for the, no, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say no for, the, no, for the, for the one hour sets that I pre-record. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think <clears throat> Jesus Christ, sorry, dying on the water over here. Um, yeah, I think seven hours is reasonable though for that. I yeah. thought you were talking about the one video. I'm like, holy no, shit, bro. The one would... minute takes like a few minutes, <laughs> two, five minutes max. Okay, thank God. Yeah, that no, would uh, that'd be a struggle and a half. <laughs> yeah. um, so when you get home, for example, like how do you how do you motivate yourself to just like focus to get that energy back? Like, what is your ritual for that if you have one? Well, usually when I get home, I just I like to just chill for maybe like a few hours kind of get just, you know, de unload from work, you know, a little bit. And then it really depends. Like sometimes I go into, maybe I like to start finding another quad drop because I like to post those at least twice a week. Um, but it's mainly just like that unloading from work into going into music stuff is really critical for me because <laughs> mm. it like, it changes the mindset in those two hours. It kind of helps me change gears. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. What are you doing in those, in those hours to help you shift your mindset? I literally just like either eat and just chill and just watch YouTube. That's all I do. Other than that, like people wonder what I do. I just either, I'm either sleeping or like just even just on SoundCloud. Sometimes I just sit there for a couple hours and I just look through like, because on SoundCloud, there's like a station option that you can, let's say I find like one song that I like, I just use the station option and it finds other songs that sound like that. And I just go through them and I find so much underground, like mm. rhythm artists that have like a few hundred plays on SoundCloud um, that are free downloads that I can just use for whatever. And people are like, yo, what's that? And it's like, oh yes, yeah, this song. <laughs> you haven't heard of him? Well, no, he's only had, he only has like, couple hundred followers it's pretty cool like the amount of music you can find like i think dude the underground blows me the fuck away it's amazing what is being that, that song right that that song that you showed me the recent one i think it's by edit with a y yes i was just gonna ask you i'm like did you did you hear that motherfucker oh my god he's got like 800 followers or whatever that is a fucking yeah and that song doesn't even have like a thousand plays on it i don't think exactly i'm like when i found that i'm like wow what is going on right now it's that's crazy. actually that that song was actually that that made me start the most recent um clip that i posted um it's that was kind of the sound i was going for that, that like that long like screechy bass yeah, wait sorry 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 uh, the thing i linked you led to that that whip you posted yeah, yeah exactly that sort of idea that's so exciting <laughs> or it's like, it's like <laughs> yes. vocal like a vocal and then like no sound, like no like leading sounds from the drop and then literally just like drop. And then it just like, blah, you know what I mean? Yeah. The telephone rhythm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck it. I like, I really like where that song is at it. I'm it's intrigued sick. to see what it'll look like uh, at the time it's released. Yeah. Okay. So going back to, you said you, 
we'll spend time like just chilling, going on YouTube. Yeah. I'm assuming it's also related to what you're doing though, in terms of music. It's not just Oh like, no. Like sometimes oh, no. no, like before like I'd say like a year ago I was like well, I still do this. I still watch like maybe like a, a Lost Land set here and there just to kind of, you know, because that also sometimes, you know, brings up my inspiration and my motivation sometimes. Uh, like watching Subtronics at Lost Lands 2019 was like the one I keep rewatching. <laughs> um, That's a crazy one. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then like what made me go craziest was like every time I hear him play discotech with, I think, Projectile, that was that double that he played. Uh, I wasn't there, but like from the video that I've watched, oh, I keep rewatching that clip. It's so good. And like, he goes off and, oh, it's so good. So good. (laughs) It Um, is amazing. So wait, but this sounds like it's still very much part of your, I mean, you're technically subconsciously soaking in all this inspiration. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Are you doing anything else within that time? In addition to just like watching your inspirations and I want to touch on inspirations more in a second, but yeah. No, for is sure. there anything uh, else that's that's going on within that time that's uh, going to prepare you for uh, as successful how many other hours you have left in the day? Which, by the way, how many other hours do you have left in the day at this point? Like, what is the what does the daily schedule look like for that? Well, usually, so I wake up at four thirty in the morning uh, during the week to go to work at five thirty. Uh, I start at five thirty and then I finish at twelve, um, and I still got like eight hours before I go to bed around eight thirty nine o'clock. So I use the mostly like maybe like two, three hours when I come home to chill and do my own thing. And then maybe another three hours to like work on music related stuff, whether that be like production or finding another potential quad drop or even just like messaging people or whatever the case may be um, or promotion. Um, And then like maybe like the last hour before I go to bed, I just kind of, unload once again from the music side of things and then watch more youtube and then i Mm. go to bed that's that's basically how it is during the week yeah and do you have like any morning or nightly rituals or anything like that or anything any daily rituals that you make sure you do every single day anything like that i've been trying to work out every single day it's kind of hard um i used to work out like every almost every single day like five six days a week like six seven years no no that's too long like five years ago or something like that. I used to go to go to the gym with my dad, like every morning that's near me, uh, like at four 30 and it was very motivating, but it kind of fell off because, <laughs> mm. you know, because then work came into the picture and then school. And then it was like, I don't want to go to the gym. It's like, I do it on and off. Like I started, I did a home workout for the first time in like a couple weeks, maybe a month like two days ago and I'm still sore from it. So mm. <laughs> I'm trying, we're all trying. Yeah. It is especially tough throughout the, uh, the 2020 quarantine. I, for me, like I only work out a couple, two, three times a week right now, just hit like basically every body part um, at least yeah, once. Good. And uh, just, just for maintenance purposes, I'm not looking to like bulk right now, but no. yeah. fuck it Maybe. is. Yeah, exactly. It's tough though. Like I respect that people are able to seriously keep the shit up throughout quarantine. I, yeah. I have, I almost lost all motivation until, until August, but I feel yeah. that. So it, it's, it, I have empathy for where you're coming from hundred percent. The exact same. <laughs> so inspirations wise, who are your biggest inspirations right now? So my top three, uh, Subtronics, 
uh, Squanto and Cod Dubs. Those are mm. my top three right now. Um, and those are all your main three for DJing and production, or where's your breakdown with that? Um, like, so I should probably ask a different question. What are your top three for production, and what are your top three for DJing? So those three are my for DJing. Uh, purposes obviously squanto because of the mega chop and what he does and his ability as well as subtronics and like the funny like rhythm i think he calls him rhythm is silly that he puts on his instagram where he does like the one finger or the one hand chops like those are next level um and obviously cod dubs dropping like triples and quads like live at live shows um yeah those are my top three djs that i look up to funny enough two of them have hit me up oh well actually Oh yeah, Squanto, we've been talking for a little bit and he's a really he's a really, really cool guy. Um even Matt, Cod Dubs. Uh, I haven't like personally talked to him yet. Uh yet. I say yes. He just followed you yesterday, right? Or he did, like yeah, that? and like he commented on on my video saying sick one killer or something like that. Um, that's fucking sick. I'm I'm man for you. It's crazy. Like, and then the only person, like I, the day that Jesse or Subtronics notices me, like that's gonna just oh. Bro, like that's he's like number one out of those three. He's number one for sure. What makes him number one for you in that in that ranking? I don't know. Like just his like my whole DJing like style, like the way that I do what I do is based off of what how he does like like maybe a delayed drop into like another delayed drop, and it's just it's just I don't know. I based it off of that, and I was like, hmm, how can I make this better? It's like, hmm, okay, let me add like maybe four more tunes on top of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. That's that's yeah. super cool. How does it feel to become and I'll come back to your production inspirations in a moment, but yeah. how does it feel to slowly become friends with the people that you that have inspired you to DJ? It's um it's a weird feeling. Um I don't know. I feel like sometimes it doesn't hit me, but like and I don't really like of course I'd notice it, but I don't know. It just, it's kind of like normal to me. I don't know if that, that kind of sounds weird. It makes me sound like a big deal, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, especially now knowing like I can, like I've talked to like Riot 10 and like Al Ross, like, cause there was one time, I think, I think it was last month where I posted on Facebook um, something like I felt unmotivated to do anything. And literally like two or three minutes after I posted that, like Al Ross literally video called me and then like, you know, and he's telling me like, Oh, you know, love your style and, you know, never give up. Cause he's having like, he's, he was been ha at that time. He was having like a rough, like few months beforehand. And like, I don't know. It just, it's enlightening. And it's like, uh, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> but Do you I find it very surreal? Oh yeah. It's like something that I was like dreaming about like past, like, Ever since I started this, like seven years ago, like back, so back way back in wait hold up seven years ago, yeah back in you what like, actually we didn't touch on this what year did you actually like make the jump to DJ? Uh, twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. So uh, this was yeah. beef. Was this after your first rave? Uh, okay, I might have gotten that wrong. Did I say twenty fourteen? <laughs> I'm tired. I'm sorry. It's don't worry about it, bro. <laughs> I think it was. I remember Mount Woozy was not my first one, and that was 2015. Uh, and that was in a September. That was September of that year. And Veld is, I think, August of every yeah. year. I think. 
So, yeah. It was so you started before you started raving, quote unquote. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And Oops, before sorry. that, you were <laughs> before that you were DJing rap, or I was just like on and off. Like my main thing was house. Like I was uploading like what I call this. This is house um, to my SoundCloud. Um, like one hour mixes. It got like maybe fifty plays, maybe um, not even that. And then you know. I think I got up to like 26 or 27 episodes and they're like all an hour each. So like if anyone wants like a day of house music, <laughs> it's on my SoundCloud literally. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So in there, do you, do you like struggle with that? Because I know how much you love house and tech house and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you feel like you are being confined to one niche at times ever? And does that ever mess with you at all? fuck with your headspace not not really because even like even in like well lately i've been playing like all my sets like live stream sets like all dubstep um but as you heard in headbangers 12 i did have like a like a slower section um in the middle i was gonna do like some house but i was like okay it's a headbangers only mix i'm not gonna throw house in there um but kind of like just how like excision structures his sets um he has a section where it's like dubstep heavy heavy stuff and then like he might go into like trap for like one song or two songs and then like mid set he might throw in like a jumpy like that song by sullivan king step back i think it's called um he might go into something like that so that's kind of how i like to base it off of because i don't like to be structured as just dubstep and rhythm even though that's what i've been doing this whole time mm -hmm. but I do like, let's say when I go back to doing like live shows, once this whole thing's up, I'm going to have like maybe two or three like house drops in there, whether that be like, I don't know about tech house. Cause I don't think that would really fit that much, but like I would throw like that Sullivan King track, for example, something bouncy. That's also heavy at the same time. So that's kind of how I like to do it. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like a heavy house that those types of tracks are so like, kaiju or however you say kaiju, that yeah by space places yeah yeah that, by the way how the for on like a very practical level how do you switch up a track from 150 i don't know what do you what do you what do you mix in 150 yeah i mix in 150 yeah how do you change that up from going from 150 to 126 like that so what i like to do is let's say i want to go from a 150 to a 130 or a 128 um I usually like to find a track list like some tracks go like the first drop is 150 or 145 or whatever it is around that. Um, and then I don't know if you hear like some tracks like the second or third drop go into like it goes slower and then it goes into like 130, 128. Like there's a song by Taboo. It's called Dashigo VIP. And the buildup is literally like it goes like fast and then it just goes slower, slower, slower until 128. And then let's say like my most recent mashup is that taboo song going into hustle by heritage. And oh, that, that yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I know like exactly what you mean. Yeah. I usually like to find a song that's, that does that already for me because there are songs out there like that. So I just take advantage of it and I just edit it, edit in the 128 track in. So is it, for something like that, do you have to, make it like a, a pre-done mashup type of thing so it's not fucking with uh bpm you don't have to like you can literally just do it live on the 
on your CDJ or whatever it is, you can literally just lower down the fader. Like if the buildup is like long enough, you can slowly just go down to 128 and then, you know, just do it that way. Um, but like for me, like for my sets, like the amount of tunes that I drop, I'd rather just have that ready and like just throw everyone off and just go crazy to it without having to worry about any buttons. It's like, it's amazing. It's, it's a lot easier for me. So yeah. Yeah. No, I, I respect it. Like, dude, I yeah. think there's like this, uh, there's this preference for some people, especially DJs to do every little thing live. And I, yeah. And there's obviously like a hate of the sync button, for example. And I, I just, I think there's, if you're able to just do a few things prepared ahead of time, you can just do a lot more in the live set, I, th- I yeah. find. So like, and I also just love watching you go to town, for example, like downward guns, your downward guns, fuck, and then the, the high knees, both of those two oh, yeah, fucking man. kill me. That's, that's, that's my signature moves, man. <laughs> I mean, where the fuck did those come from, by the way? Like, especially the downward guns. I have no idea where that came from. I don't know. I just started doing it one day and I was <laughs> like, all right, this looks cool on camera. And with the effects, I'm like, all right, let's just keep doing it. And that shit, that was just like my natural move when I hear rhythm. I don't know. That's, I, it makes a ton of sense. I like do some really fucked up things when rhythm comes on. So it's just like, right? it takes over you in such a, a fun and weird way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the high knees were just like a natural thing. But I knew that that was like, the national dance to rhythm anyway like it was just like the high knee thing so i was like oh whatever and it was fun like, yeah it's fun. and it's cardio for me so fuck it <laughs> cardio it is it's big facts people keep commenting on my videos they're like oh yeah he's doing a dj video and working out <laughs> yeah. i do sweat like a shit ton when i do those so <laughs> makes a ton of sense you're going to fucking town yeah so i also listened to your your recent oh fuck what was it the uh whatever you uploaded earlier this week what was that called which one uh the what what you put on your youtube oh the unity 2.0 set the one hour thing that i uploaded yeah yeah um related to the the house stuff i found that you ended that in a really really cool way yeah with the like the experimental kind of feelsy kind of like blunts and blondes feel yeah yeah I really so do you, that kind of music too. do we, are we going to expect, should we expect more of that in the future? And, and going back to actually the, the niche question of like, do you feel like you're in this specific niche and you can't do anything beyond that? Is this your way of, of showing people that you're not just quads? You're not just exactly. go hard, hard, hard. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, not only am I going to probably experiment that, not probably I will experiment with that sort of genre, even on like the production side of things as well. Cause I am really into like that kind of experimental, like feelsy, like that kind of music as well. So definitely expect that more, like even some D and B as well. You might even see some D and B from me as well. Um, yes. but we'll see. Cause it takes, you know, it, it takes, like I said, it, it takes a certain headspace to get into production for me. So it's like, I'm not saying, expect it soon but expect it oh so wait do you mean not only not only just in your sets but actually making this oh for sure yeah both Fuck, yeah. yeah i would love to see d and b especially from you and yeah. i would also like to see how because i'm not a tech house person but because yeah. you love it so much i want to see what you're that. 
I've never be- done. I've never even tried producing house yet. So mm. yeah, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Eventually, bro. Like at some point, at, at a at a certain point, you weren't able to produce dubstep either. So exactly, you'll, uh, you'll get there. It takes it's a it's one day at a time kind of thing, you know. Mm. And uh, going back to production, do you? How many years are you at right now with production or months? Oh, You're at uh, like two years, three years, maybe. Something like that. I don't think three, probably two, close to three. Yeah. And for you, the the jump to go from only DJing to DJing in production, what was the specific moment? I know where your head's at with that, but I want to know if was there a some sort of like person that you looked at, some sort of event that triggered like, oh shit, I need to start today yeah. type of thing. No, like I just, I don't know. It was just like kind of a a combination of moments where like I would see like Cod Dubs post like a chop video or something of him doing something like that live and then you know i'd listen to his music that's also like really good um uh you know same thing with subtronic same thing with squinto like they, they not only do they dj really good but they produce like really well um and i've just always been told like if i want to go to that next level i got to start making my own music because then people are going to hear my original tunes be like hmm i wonder like how he would sound in a show. And then that would link them to my DJing stuff. Um, so that's kind of, it was like, it was just a combination of a bunch of moments that happened. Mm. Yeah. Was when people said that this would be required to level up to that degree you're looking for, was yeah. it people that you look up to like your inspirations? Uh, it was not really. No, it was just like my friends, like my close friends just telling me like, yeah, if you want to, get to you know play lost lands and things like that like you're gonna have to have some original songs to play like it's just like kind of sort of mandatory in a way you know what i mean Mm. so yeah absolutely and for your and by the way that's great that they're not just like yes manning you and actually like keep giving it to you real like do you when you're surrounding yourself with people are you are you purposely choosing these types of people like do you have uh a process for how you select who's in your life and who isn't what's what's your process for that well i like to keep my circle small uh i don't really allow too many people in at least as of recently um because like i have a set mindset and it's just like people that don't really have the same mindset i'm not like go away but like i'm just like i don't really talk to them as much like I had a, like a lot of good friends from high school that I'm kind of sort of drifting apart from, which I noticed, but it's like, you know, we just have different mindsets and it's like, it's okay. Like I'm not, of course it's like kind of sad, but it's like, you know, I have my own goals and you know, they have their own goals and it's just like, you know, um, but I'm not really, I am, I guess picky, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, usually I like to just surround myself with like-minded people, things like that. Um, so it's, is it necessarily like they have to be into music or is it like a growth mindset? Like what are, what are some things you're looking for when you uh, are selecting? Um, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I mean, if we have the same, like I have a lot of friends now that, you know, that are even like, they say that I'm their inspiration, you know, that I talk to on a daily basis. Um, yeah, I guess like obviously the same love for music as I do and things like that and have the same sort of mindset. Yeah, I guess you could say that. You were right on the, hitting the nail on the head there. (laughs) 
Um, as for the, you're, you're also mentioning like different types of goals and you've been alluding to that you've been visualizing this for a long time. What's your visualization practice look like? I just like to, I always just remind myself of like how far I've gone and or how far I've gotten and like the amount of progress and things like that. And like that, if you just keep your head straight and just focus and determined and just stay passionate that you can really, you know, do big things. And like, it's like one of my main goals too, is like to perform at Veld one day, whether that be like main stage or whatever. And it's just like, if you can see it, then it can happen. So it's like, as long as you keep your grind going and things like that, then, you know, you can get there. Very important. Especially that last bit that you just said right there, like matching and pairing the visualization with the day-to-day actions that are going to yeah. get you to that spot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Plus, it also makes the visualization easier when you're acting on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, what else can I say? So inspirations for production. We've taken, taken a nice little scenic route to get to that, but <laughs> who are your inspirations for uh, the production? For production, lately it's been um, definitely Akios. Akios for sure. Anything Akios that comes out is just, I don't know. He just always blows my mind every single time. Um, as well it's as bananas. Versa. Yeah, oh yeah, literally oh. bananas. Oh, I, I said the thing. <laughs> we had to come to that after. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Akios Versa has a lot of amazing things coming out as well that obviously I haven't heard yet, but like he uploaded, I think it was called Bluetooth, I think on his SoundCloud. Oh, so good. So good. Um, Subtronics, I know, is sitting on a shit ton of IDs that he's played out like at like Digital Mirage and things like that. And um, I'm trying to think who else. Akios Versa, Subtronics, Voltra is also a big one. Um, Phonon, um, Crippling is also really good. He's an up and comer. I think he's like 16 or something, 15, something like that. Um, the undergrounds, I swear they're all like 12 years old. They're great. Yeah, like, they're like, <laughs> even like more Kismet, more Kismet's like yes. 14 or 15, something like that. Like, oh he's God. Released on Never Say Die, Black Label, like it's crazy. It's crazy. So much respect for these young guns just putting in work and creating such innovative sounds. It's, yeah. It is inspiring. Even as someone who doesn't make music, I love listening to people that are so young and so yeah. on point. My God. And like seeing like certain like producers, like work patterns too. It's like you expect like certain things from these bigger artists and they do it like a completely different way. And like in their own way that you didn't think would, you know, be possible, but it's like, it works and it sounds like really good. You're mm. like, yeah, it's like sometimes you just, you, you don't have to follow what other people are doing. It's just do your thing and if it sounds good and people like it then just keep doing it whose workflows have you been privileged to see and well, what have you taken the most inspiration from it, it, whether it's your friends like uh yeah uh oh what's his name uh blank space for example yeah um, like, who's who's helped you the most with production so far on this type of thing blank space has helped me out a lot shout out blank space uh stoned level as well stone level is a really good friend of mine and he's like i've shown him a few ids and he's helped me like you know thoroughly he's not just one of those guys that say yeah sick man you know what i mean like he he yeah. like literally went in depth like saying like oh this you know this sounds too high or you know your kick needs to come through more things like that um I'm trying to think uh him hamro as well hamro is a really good friend 
Um, yeah, like people like that. I, I watch a few. I don't watch them enough, but I need to watch more like virtual riot live streams that he does like production live streams. Like I know Akio Squanto has done some as well on YouTube. Um, I know that more Kismet has his own way of like mastering certain tunes. And it's like, you never think like he, he uses literally like the minimalist, like amount of things, but it sounds so good. It's crazy. Mm. crazy. Yeah. He's a, he has a really good output to his songs. It's, it's, yeah. It's very like, ah, this is more when you're listening to it. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so with, what was I about to say? Oh yeah, bananas, that's where we're gonna go. What is the origin of bananas? You love to say this, ban- spam bananas in the chat in literally every stream I've ever seen from you. Yeah. Where did that start? Why do you keep it up, <laughs> Etc. Well, so funny enough, it actually started, I was, um, you know, because I have all this hair and like I got mustache and whatever. I'm just a hairy guy. So all my, all my friends, uh, all my friends on Xbox used to call me literally like, you know, as a joke, they used to call me a monkey or whatever. Right. Just like, you know, it was just, it was funny. Right. Like I was just playing along with it, whatever. And then, you know, and then they make the jokes, obviously a monkey in the jungle and they call me Tarzan and all that stuff is funny. Um, but then I think it was one live stream. I forget what it was. Uh, it was like a few months ago. Um, and I think, I, I don't know if it was someone in the chat that put like bananas. I think it was one of my friends that actually started calling me a monkey and things like that. He like put the banana emoji and I was like, Oh, let's just stick with that. And then, yeah. And that kind of became my thing. And like, I know that there's not really any other artists that in the game right now that has like bananas as their like main thing like obviously like dirt monkey and things like that probably have you know obviously a monkey so bananas and things like that right but to have like your main thing as bananas i think i'm one of the only ones if not the only one i think i'm also i'm almost positive you are the only one from what i've seen at least yeah i think so where yeah no sorry i think you're i think you're on spot on with that (laughs) And it's, yeah, it's so, like, it's so random if you don't know. I think it's hilarious, though. And it's, like, yeah. and the fans have, like, adapted. They love the bananas. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great crazy. to see. And that's <laughs> kind of just, like, became my thing over time. And it's, like, weird. Because, like, now I'm I'm in the making of this. I'm getting a new logo made for me. And it has, like, bananas on it. It's really cool. I <laughs> can't wait to show awesome. it. That's fucking awesome. That's so sick. Bro, at some point, you've got to, like, start throwing you know how like woolly throws capri suns out in the crowd yeah yeah i should just throw yes, bananas just, or something or just bananas just a bunch yeah just chuck them in the crowd <laughs> you mentioned oh xbox God. for example yeah. um how do you find that because it wasn't just like us gaming it was us being like super fucking creative and yeah because we were if you were not around for those types of days which many people are not familiar but we yeah. would we would spend so much time gaming collecting what we called clips and then clips, we would yeah. pair them all together into like very like well put together not necessarily just like montages but like episodes is what they're called because they ended yeah. up being like works of art quite frankly especially oh if, God, you, if you had a really good thing. editor i know bro <laughs> like i tried to explain this to someone because i was primarily an editor and yeah. it was it's it's not just like making a montage or throwing clips together it was literally about me how can i make this a beautiful X amount of minutes, one, two, three. Yeah. And just, yeah. it was pure art. And I, I still like look back on my edits. I'm like, holy fucking shit. But 
for you, for you specifically, how do you find that the creative time throughout Xbox and YouTube gaming prepared you for what you're going through right now? Yeah. Any like linked mindsets, any linked patterns? Well, I mean, like, I wasn't really like the main editor for all my episodes when I did release them or when I was getting them made, I always had like someone else making for them, making them for me. Um, but sometimes I wouldn't have an editor at the time and I would need to release it like within that week or whatever, just for my own sake, not because I was in a team, but I was just like, I want to release this and I had the clips ready. So I was like, I'm just going to edit it. And at the time, not this computer, but I had an old computer that had um, Sony Vegas and after effects on it. And shout I out. still use, that's how, that's how I shout out Sony Vegas. <laughs> that was the OG uh, for me too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, like I just picked up the patterns and that's how I edit my, my quad videos and my sets is I use Sony Vegas. Um, oh my God, you still use it. I thought I you were for sure on premiere. No, 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 no. I still okay. use Sony Vegas. Sony Vegas. That's Pro gangster. Yep. I still love that. So um, the, the video editing absolutely transferred. Oh, for sure. And just like the whole just structuring, like the structure of it and making sure things are like right when the kick hits and like, you know, just the little things. Um, even like before I had the green screen and I had those like few effects in there, like the the flicker effects and things like that made a huge difference. Mm. So, yeah. In addition to the, the video editing, is there specifically like being on YouTube? Um, were there... Um, making content consistently are there things like that that also and actually also being this going back to like being the center of attention did you get a, a taste of that with youtube where you're like fuck i oh, want yeah. more of this oh yeah for sure like even before like the call of duty stuff i was also actually after the call of duty stuff i started making minecraft videos funny enough uh what a great yeah. game what a it's, great game oh yeah it, even now like but even now like sometimes i just play it but then like five minutes i'm like into it i'm like what am i doing <laughs> <laughs> that is the story of my life right there with gaming like it's like just, it's such a sick you go i i just get bored and i'm just like oh let's just play some minecraft because i've been watching a lot of minecraft on youtube lately like just random youtubers like like dream and all these people and it's like it's kind of fun let me go let me go try it and then i'm like i'm breaking cobblestone and i'm like what am i doing so do you, do you find that you need to have like a purpose behind what you're doing to, oh, to yeah, enjoy sure. it? Like, like, cause I know the, the, the Minecraft YouTube, the YouTuber that I watch does like a lot of challenges where he's like, uh, like a bunch of his friends, like if he, if they kill him, then they win. But he, if he kills the ender dragon, then he wins. So I was like, ah, oh, I'm just going to see how fast it takes me. And I'm like, yeah, it's, like I said, I'm breaking wood and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> That is hilarious. It was, it was just fun to watch, but yeah, there was a period where I where I did play Minecraft and I would record like Minecraft survival games and like upload one every single day, literally. And I had over like a hundred episodes, and they were like ten minutes long each. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. Yeah, but so, I privated them all now because they're all cringe, and I don't like. Them. <laughs> uh, so was something like that that's something that taught you consistency with content? Yeah. Oh yeah, for okay. sure, for sure. Yeah, like. And uh, like, I use the same like intro, like it was just like, yeah, the structure of it and consistency and releasing them like on a daily basis, if not like a weekly basis. Um, yeah. Like even like I had, I also did like Grand Theft Auto five, like funny moments with all my friends sometimes. And they would get like more views than the, the Minecraft ones, but those would take longer. I was like, Oh, I got to film another one. Cause this one's getting like attention. Like, <laughs> oh, the editing. Oh. 
but uh yeah man <laughs> just thinking about that's just like oh i know it was it was such a fun time but like personally i can't get into gaming the way like it's some a period like that will only be a one-time thing exactly and I, it's very nostalgic that, that time only exactly like i i can't get behind the idea of getting excited about gaming for x amount of even just a few minutes a day i game for the first time last week i played fucking fall fall guys for the and played x oh for the first time in like five years it was so fucking fun but if i had one of those in my in my house i would just be like why am i doing this right now i want to play follow guys like like a lot but like i think it's only playstation isn't it correct i didn't mean actual xbox i meant just gaming oh. in general but oh, uh <laughs> it's it was like fun and i'm like fuck this could be this could be a real fucking time waster if i if i ever like got to like this it's yeah it's fun but fuck you know it's a lot more fun being productive on the right things sure like that that's that's what happens when i play minecraft the times where i get bored and i play minecraft and that's why i'm like i could be using this time to do something else like more productive and not breaking Mm -hmm. cobblestone (laughs) i get it i get it a lot (laughs) um do you do you have a uh, musical interest beyond tech house and beyond just like, do you still, re- the, yeah, can't speak. Do you still listen to rap and anything oh, yeah. like that? Oh yeah. I still listen to rap. I still listen to hip hop. I still listen to like people like Lil skies. And I've been listening to a lot of kid Leroy lately. Uh, the kid Leroy actually released a new album. That's that shit's on repeat. Like I love that album so much, like from start to finish. Um, people like juice world, things like that. Um, even like the old Chris Brown is really good as well. Like I've been, listen- mm. I've been listening to Chris Brown ever since I was a kid. So mm. like early teens and things like that as well. So Chris Brown and like Frank Ocean and um, i trying to think who else. Yeah. But like Chris Brown mainly. Yeah. So it's when you listen to music, you're not just listening to dubstep and rhythm. Oh no. But like when I'm like, when I'm working out lately, I just listen to like Kid Leroy. So I just listen to like hip hop and like, Sick. interesting. Yeah. I listen yeah. to you when I work out. So. Oh shit! <laughs> Bro, I was listening to that today. I was just like, "Wow, I forgot how good this is." <laughs> just a pure melt. And I also listened to uh, the Unity 2.0 as well. And I was just like, Whoa. "Yes, sir." Boy, is crazy. Represent. <laughs> um, what else can I say, bro? Uh, Music-wise, guess we covered a bunch of music things. Skill versus talent. What are your thoughts on this? Do you believe in like God-given talent versus developing a skill? Like, where is your where is your mindset with that? Because a lot of people ask me about that. Actually, like, you know, like, how do you get so good? Like, what do I need to do to you know drop that many songs at once or whatever? And and like, I feel like partly it is like a not a God-given talent, but it's like I feel like it is a skill. But it's like I feel like anyone can do it. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. It was just like how Squanto and Subtronics and those kind of people started off was like, you know, they started off from, you know, not being able to even beat match two tracks together, like properly um, to like doing the amount of shit that they do in an hour. You know what I mean? It's, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just a process and like one day at a time. And it's like, if you're consistent with it and you put in, you know, X amount of time into it, then like you can get just as good as me. You just got to put, you know, your hundred percent into it. You know, when, when that time comes, like when you are actually practicing, like actually like 
take in everything that you're doing and like listen back to those mixes and be like, okay, this sounded good or this didn't sound too good. Let me try this. And then, you know, blend it all together mm. kind of thing. Yeah. I like it. So when you first started, would you, what would you rank yourself as in terms of skill or not rank, but how would you, how would you say you were, yeah. Were you good? Were you okay? Were you okay? <laughs> I was all right. Like, you know, it was just like how everyone else started off. Like I, I was doing like when I, especially when I started doing the dubstep stuff, it was just like, Oh, like throwing elbows into a, another song. You know, I still do that now, actually. I was just going to say, you have that in the mix right now, don't you? I st- yeah, like I still do that. So, but it's because it's because it sounds good. Like if it sounds good, yeah. then I'm going to do it, right? Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. And cool. I feel like there's one more thing. I'm just going to quickly look at my notes. Oh yeah, sacrifice. How yeah. much have you sacrificed to get here right now? Um. Long story short, a lot. <laughs> um, long story, um, I don't know. Uh, I definitely sacrificed a lot of family time for sure. Uh, <laughs> and a lot of friend, you know, hanging out with friends time. Because I've definitely been asked to go places with friends, like to a bar, like before this whole virus stuff happened. Um, you know, out to a party or things like that. But I always decline because it's like, I don't know, instead of me partying, I could be doing production or i could be you know working on a track list for a live set you know what i mean and i just wouldn't be Absolutely. in the right i wouldn't be in the right like headspace when i'm there and i wouldn't enjoy myself so yeah so i just kind of try to juggle it but it's like most of the time i just you know either say oh i can't go or <laughs> i'm just like oh you know i got something else i gotta do or whatever so yeah i don't like to I do like to party when it, when it comes to partying, I do like to party, but yeah, I try to minimize it at least lately. I like to mm. minimize it a lot. Yeah. I feel you a ton there. That has been my, what I immediately kicked as well. When I wanted to get more serious about stuff, I was like, all right, see you later, family and friends. I love you all. But like, uh, I yeah. need to love myself first here. And yeah, like that, yeah. you go. You were gonna yeah. No, like, 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 don't get me wrong. I do like spending time with family, stuff like that. I still do that. Yeah. Uh, of course. Like, but yeah, I just number one for me at the moment is like obviously family and friends, but also music. I want it to be up there. You know what I mean? For sure. Absolutely. That's like what I want to do. So, you know, I 100% get it. And yeah, like I, I don't, I don't, didn't imagine you completely punted everything, but I imagine, like you were saying before, with the friends that are not on the same type of wavelength as you, it's reduced. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And also like what you were saying, it sounds like you are going based on what gives you the most joy, what, what gives you most pleasure um, and what you love the most, which is obviously to progress within your, your music. For sure. Like that's like my number one thing right now. Like, like I said, like I could go out with friends and spend time with friends and things like that. But it's like, I just have like, I'm always thinking about the next thing. I'm always thinking about like, okay, I have a live set tomorrow night. But instead of me being out here chilling with friends, drinking, whatever, I could be, I'm, al- I'm always thinking about the next thing. Like, that's kind of that's how I work. And yeah, that's just how I work. Mm, I like that. Yeah. What, is your, what is your biggest motivation right now? Is it that what you just said? 
Yeah. Like what is, what is driving you right now the most? Definitely. Um, what, like my dreams of like, so I have a few, few, a couple things on my bucket list. Uh, <laughs> um, so one of them is obviously to play at Veld in Toronto for sure. Whether that be main stage, side stage, whatever, third stage, whatever it is. Um, like things like playing at Ever After or playing Il Sonique, things like that. Um, I feel like those now are definitely in the picture and definitely possible of happening. Um, and another one is doing a North American bus tour, like literally just getting my dream is to like get like an RV, like rent out an RV with the bunk beds in the kitchen and stuff and just get like 10 of my friends and just for like two, three months, just do a show like almost every night and just, you know, just kind of travel the world that way. And I think that's very possible. I think now, um, Obviously, once COVID's done, hopefully I can get something going, especially in the States as well. Because um, I know a lot of people want me in like Chicago and Washington and like Missouri and things like that. It's crazy. Like, <sighs> like everywhere. They want me every, you guys want me everywhere. Like, it's crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> just it's to see me. Like, to watch. Yeah, just like to see, just to see me. They want to see me in person, like the chops that I do. Like, it's, it's weird. It's weird, <laughs> but it's a good word. It's a good word. Don't worry. That's awesome, bro. Yeah. I absolutely see you there. It's just, it's not even a, an if it's a when and when, yeah, I absolutely see you there in the near future. And, uh, I will be also visualizing that for you. Yes. But I am going to let you go now. We have, I think we're at like one twenty or something like that, <laughs> but, uh, I have loved this conversation. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Of course, um, man. Where can people find you for social media and all that jazz? So Instagram, Twitter, at DJ Usabi Flow. Same thing with Facebook, DJ Usabi Flow. Um, I have, at the time of this recording, uh, Miles VIP is coming out next Thursday. Probably might be out by the time this is out. I'm not sure. Yeah, probably. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, got a lot of things coming up and i hope you guys are ready i'm going to be premiering for the people in toronto i'm going to be premiering something that a lot of people have been wanting and i just got art done for it so it's going to be really cool it's going to be happening end of october most likely for halloween but that's all i'm going to say uh yeah it's going to be sick i can't wait awesome bro as always love you fucking tons believe in you so much that's i i really wanted to have you on this podcast because i just so believe in where you're headed and uh it's just amazing that the the right i love so much when the right people win people with really really good intent oh yeah and i just i admire so much your genuineness as well uh, and how much of a great human being you are in addition to being such a skilled human being and matching those together is i think going to put you in the territory that like we were talking about like the rankings and stuff like that for people that inspire you the most like bro you're already like a top three rhythm dj for me so you're you're <laughs> just gonna you, keep man. you're so welcome and you're just gonna keep climbing with as your production progresses and your your djing is all just going to propel you to achieve all your goals so i'm looking I, forward i to can't i can't wait to finally like perform for you guys like i know i fucking can't wait either because like it's it just sucks that this had to all happen during such a weird time that the world's in. But I know that that first like few shows, that first show, like once things get back to normal, kind of 
it's going to be like next level. I'm going to make sure it's like worth the wait all these months. I'm going to make sure it's worth it. It absolutely will be. Yeah. All right, bro. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course. Of course. All right. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. Have a great rest of your day. Okay. You too, man. Guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. If you enjoyed this, if you want to see more positivity, optimism-based content like this, self-growth content, I make a lot of long-form stuff, obviously. The interviews, the podcasts, the solo casts, the weekly vlogs. I make a lot of stuff like this. So if you enjoy it, if you're getting value from it, if you're finding this useful in any way, form, or shape, definitely hit that subscribe button. Also, if you're on YouTube, I would love if you could leave a like down below, help support the channel, as well as tell me that there is something valuable that you're getting from this, but only if you felt it was valuable to you. If you could also comment as well, your what your biggest takeaway was and or your favorite part, that would be awesome to hear that as well. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give me a five-star rating and or whatever rating you felt it earned. Anyways, that's enough for me. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I hope this interview slash hangout was entertaining and uh, definitely be sure again to subscribe, like, comment, do all the things, helps me support everything going on here. And uh, without further ado, be a good human being, sacrifice long-term for the right things, do what you feel is right, be respectful to others, and I will catch you in the next one.